Hello and welcome to episode number four of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast. So this is going to be part two of a three-part series where I'm going through the foundations or the fundamentals of holistic health. So in my last episode, I started this three-part series with physical health, so things pertaining to the body and how to survive. So if you've missed that, go back and listen to that one because that will form the base of the three that I'm talking about. So the second one here is mental health, and that also includes emotional health because, you know, they're kind of together. So I like to say that this is kind of the middle in the pyramid of the foundations being where the bottom is physical health and then the middle is mental and emotional and then the top is spiritual. Now, it doesn't have to be such a black and white, you know, um, you know, between the, the three. So it can be, there can be some overlap and there can be some, you know, you might want to work on all three at the same time, which is actually, you know, <laughs> what I'd like to say. But it's easier if you start with, if wherever you have the issue, like if you've got a physical issue, obviously you should start with physical. And then once you have the physical down, that's when, you know, your body is able to carry you through your your life without you having to think about it. So then you can put your mental energy into your mental health. So I'm, in this episode, I'm going to talk about all the mental and emotional aspects, the parts that are associated with your mind. So the thing with your mind is... Um, a lot of people, they don't really focus on it because it, it does take a lot of effort. In fact, I actually think it takes more effort to work on your mental health than it does your physical. And for this reason, because if you listen to my last episode, then you heard how I said that the things to make your physical health optimal are pretty simple. I didn't say easy. Simple is different than easy, but by simple, I mean there are things that they make up your day, and you just have to do, um, you know, it, simple things like sunlight and sleep and food and water. Those are not complicated issues whatsoever. On the flip side, I think mental and emotional health is complicated. Now, here's where I'm going to say that this is how it, why it's complicated because. There is a lot of mental and emotional things that require professional um, like therapy, especially if you have PTSD. I would not um, rely on holistic practices if you have something that serious. Um, I would say maybe start with those things. Start with the things that I talk about as far as you know, getting your physical health in order, getting enough sleep, getting enough sunlight and starting there. And then if if there's some sort of a chemical imbalance in your brain, which could be causing depression or anxiety, now that's where you should go see someone. So I like to say that the stuff that I talk about, it kind of complements that. So, um, and also if you don't have anything serious like that going on, if you consider yourself a healthy person mentally, um, then the things that I talk about are going to keep you there. They're going to maintain. So basically, in a nutshell, the stuff that I talk about when it comes to mental health is maintenance stuff. It's self-care stuff. 
it's stuff that you know you can do build it into your routine so there's a huge difference between the kind of people that I'm talking to now that I think would benefit from what I'm talking about and then the people that you know they're not going to get any benefit from it because their issues are more underlying and serious like I said if you have PTSD if you have anything super serious like suicidal thoughts or schizophrenia or anything like where your life could be in danger at any point or someone else's could be that's where I would draw the line and say okay it this is out of my hands I'm just going to try to support you through that with the with the extra things but you should definitely seek help if you fall under one of those categories so all that being said, now I'm going to continue talking about the maintenance that you can do for your mental and emotional well-being. And um, so I, I like to think of the mind as the middle between the body and the soul, like I said. So once your bodily needs are taken care of, in order to reach the spiritual evolution that holistic health offers, um, I think we must master the human mind. And a lot of times the mind and the body work together in so many ways the mind could create problems in the body and just like the body can create problems in the mind and that's why they are so closely together so um, mental problems are they're so rampant in our society um, this is in combination with this many people are not getting their basic needs met and that spells trouble it's it's no wonder that there aren't very many spiritually evolved people out there that are expanding their consciousness and awakening to their highest potential because they haven't gotten the physical and mental parts down yet. So let's dive into the the basic needs of mental and emotional health. I think the first thing that everybody should do is work on meditation and stress reduction and I kind of put those in the same category because Stress is the main reason why people go to the doctor, I've heard. I mean, everything goes back to stress. Obviously, this wouldn't be emergency things. This would be things that end up being a chronic issue. And so meditation is the best way to prevent stress. It's not the only way, but it is, I think, the best way. I, I think you can't really argue with the statistics because no matter what study you read, the facts are there that meditation improves anxiety, it improves insomnia, it improves your work productivity, it, it can even prevent heart disease in the long run. So meditation cannot be overlooked since it is one of the foundations of building a healthy lifestyle. I, I actually have a blog, blog post that goes further into detail about how you can master meditation and even using altered states to reach meditation, which I think is very beneficial because many people, if you don't meditate, your reason probably is because you can't sit still. Your mind is always racing. You don't want to, you don't want to waste time sitting in any spot, not doing anything because you have so much to do. And I understand that completely. And that's why I wrote that blog post about using altered states to get into a meditative state because meditation is not just clearing your mind. In fact, it shouldn't be clearing your mind. I mean, it is very good to not have thoughts, but you can get there so much easier than just forcing yourself to not have a thought. So I'm going to leave com I'm going to leave some links in the description 
in the show notes for for both of those articles on meditation and then altered states because they will be very helpful for you helpful for you to reduce stress. So stress, um, there's many ways that we can reduce stress in our lives, um, such as getting regular massages, taking bubble baths, even laughter, or watching just less violent entertainment. That goes a long way. And then there's also aromatherapy. Um, you can, these things are very simple too. You can just have some essential oils going in a diffuser and then your whole house is going to smell amazing. And that's going to help, uh, you know, in the background, you don't have to do anything different. So it's things like that. Um, so eliminating negative thoughts is easier said than done, but it's, it's worth, um, it's worth pursuing that. So if you can, like I said, watch less violence entertainment because some things like that will produce negative thoughts and you know the, the the subject of positive thinking is a whole separate subject but i will say that that's not the only thing and you don't have to just start with i'm going to try not to think negative thoughts it starts with all these other things if you do you know all these other things to reduce stress then your negative thoughts will They'll just gradually dissipate naturally. So I'm going to move on to the next subject now, and that is relationships. So the relationships are a really big point in our life that cause mental strain and especially emotional strain. Because if you're if you're going through emotions, it's most likely due to the fact that maybe you know you're having an argument with someone, you just you're going through a breakup, you are you know something like that. So um, I like to talk about toxic relationships especially i think ending toxic relationships is a biggie when it comes to helping your mental health but it's it's one that many people simply will not do because they're stuck they feel stuck i should say they're not stuck but they feel stuck and it's hard it's i know it's hard to cut ties with people who have been in our lives for a long time but it's essential to consider your own needs and it's it's kind of, it sounds selfish when you say it, but I think that being, putting yourself first is so important because you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to take care of your own needs first. Everybody knows that if you're on an airplane and the, you know, the air comes down in the little masks, you have to put your own mask on first. Otherwise, you're of no use to helping anybody else if you're not okay. That's the whole point of self-care and putting yourself first. And I think when it comes to toxic relationships, you have to kind of take your mind out of the partnership for a minute and, and really think about yourself. So if you are in an abusive relationship, especially with children involved, it might seem counterintuitive to end the relationship, but the truth is that even young children pick up on negative relationships and they learn to model them. And that's how patterns start. That's how people repeat the patterns that they were raised in. Um, it's even been said that the unborn child will be affected if the mother is experiencing pain or fear or anxiety. And so if you, if you are pregnant or have children and you're with someone that's abusive, um, it's a really, really good idea to... <laughs> Do whatever you can to get away from that abusive person. 
Um, people have emotional trauma from their past too. And, and you should not be ashamed or embarrassed to seek help when it comes to that. Because the first step is admitting that you need help. Um, so being in relationships or even just interacting with anyone can bring out trauma if it is not correctly dealt with. So that being said, if you if you think you could be the toxic person, you know, if you've had trauma, then it's a great, you know, you're you're doing a service to the whole world <laughs> and you if you you know, if you deal with that trauma, if you go see, seek therapy to get yourself better as far as that goes, because then you will end the cycle of toxic relationships in your life. So another one that I want to talk about as far as mental health is work-related stress, which is a little bit different than regular stress because this is something that more people put up with um, because you know, of course, you need a job and jobs are stressful. I understand it because I've been there. I've been there so many times. I think I've had maybe 13 or 14 jobs in my life. And at least 11 or 12 of them were so stressful that, I mean, panic attacks and depression and anxiety, just crazy. So I, I understand that. And that is why I I'm such a strong advocate for finding something that you love because work is such a big part of our lives. We should at least try to be objective about it and assess how possible it is to change jobs or careers because life is too short to, to dread a, a third of your entire life, which you spend at work. So um, I, I like to say that if you are, put it on a scale from like one to 10. If you are, if you hate your job saying, let's say 10 would be how much you hate it. Um, if you're anything a five or above on the hate scale, <laughs> that's a sign that you should get out of there. Um, of course, every job has bad parts about it. And that's why I say, you know, even if there's some bad stuff, it's fine. But if you're more stressed than you're not stressed, I think that's a sign that you should get out of that. Um, situation. And then also related to job stress is creating balance and a work-life balance because it's it's a sad fact of the modern world that many of us have to work more than one job or work so many hours that there's just very little time for anything else. I think if we really examine our lives, there's always something that can be sacrificed before we cut into our sleep time or our time with our loved ones and the money needed to survive. Um, I think many people live beyond their means and they struggle as a result of it. So this is one of the reasons why minimum is such a healthy aspect of a holistic lifestyle because less ends up being more. Less stuff means a smaller, more affordable place to live. So spending less money on stuff means more money for experiences. I'm sure you've heard the term more experiences, less stuff. And that's so true. Because wouldn't you rather have a life of free time and hobbies than a life of working more hours for more money for a bigger house just to keep more of your stuff in? It just, you know, if you've got a ton of kids, maybe they all want their own bedroom, fine, you know, a big yard and all that. But if you're single, or if you're just a married couple, or if you've only got one kid or even two kids, it's, it's doable to live in a in a two or three bedroom house and you know like i said you can have more money for experiences 
kids will never remember all the stuff they owned, but most likely they will remember all the experiences that they had. So if having a lot of stuff is important to you, it wouldn't hurt to examine your reasons why. Um, because the statistics say that people with fewer possessions are happier. So it would be beneficial to just dive deep and assess your life, figure out what you're willing to let go of in order to achieve happiness and balance. So I, the last one here um, to support your mental health is personal development. So um, expanding your mind is another significant factor in having a healthy mind because, you know, learning, being creative, and traveling, they're all very excellent for our mental and emotional health. I'm a huge proponent of learning, and I believe everyone should continue taking courses, reading books, watching documentaries, like just never stop. I, I constantly have books that I haven't finished. You know, I've got a, a huge backlog of videos that I still have to watch, things like that. And then creative expression as well. Creative expression is something that many people feel that they are incapable of doing. And I just, I think that is so unfortunate because all children are born creative. All children are so creative. And then when we stop creating, we just become stagnant. Like imagine not ever learning anything new or creating anything new, just always being stuck in the same rut of everyday monotony. It just sounds horrible, I think. I think many people live this way, and unfortunately, they'll never grow or evolve into the, the best person that they can be. So that's why I like to talk so much about, you know, personal development, personal growth. I think that's a very, very big aspect of mental health and emotional health, too. So, and on that note, I'm going to... Um, say that if if you are interested in taking your mental health to the next level as far as you know making sure that it's under control and you're doing the maintenance i have a mental health workbook that will walk you through everything you need to achieve mental well-being and my my workbooks on physical mental and in, and spiritual health they are each $9 so, and they both, they all include like 20 pages. Some of them are even more um, work, workbook pages and they're printable. So you can download them instantly and print them off on, at home. And you have some guidance on how to take care of your mental health on a daily basis. And so I think uh, I've talked about this a lot that, it all comes down to routine and habits. And that's why my workbooks and my planners and my journals help with that because they help you to establish a routine. That And the routine is what builds the lifestyle. So I will leave a link down in the show notes for that mental health workbook if you are interested in that. And on that note, I will end this podcast episode. I hope that this has inspired you to take some action steps on improving your mental health because let's face it, we all need a little maintenance when it comes to mental health. Even if you think you don't, it's the kind of thing that accumulates. It's the kind of thing that 
you you'll think you're fine and then one thing will set you off and then from there on it's just a downward spiral and the whole point is to avoid getting to that point where where you can't even help it anymore so the the workbook is a great thing to do for that for the maintenance so thank you so much for listening and I hope to hear you again. I, I hope to see, I, I hope to see or hear you. <laughs> I think I'm, I need some sleep. I need some mental maintenance. <laughs> I hope that you can be on board for the next episode.